Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Soleil Divine, and you're listening to Adjust Your Way to 100K, the podcast that gives you insight into a very profitable career in the insurance adjusting industry. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share with anyone looking to get into a lucrative career. Let's see, Lee. Yes. We're back again. Tag team, back again. <laughs> Day three is what we're talking about today. NACA. Day three of the NACA conference. NACA. Um, NACA, up until this point of day three, um, we, we learned a lot of information. Yes. Um, but day three, I'm going to be honest with you, day two blew me away. But day three brought me to a whole nother level mentally. Why is that? Well, um, in this insurance adjusting industry, right, uh, we're always busy working claims. And I think um, when I talk to other adjusters, more senior adjusters that have been in the game for like 10, 15 years, they start to thinking about something to transition to, something else, right? Right. Um, and they have a difficult time doing this because they're always working deployments and things. Uh, but when I see them pivot, I always hear about things like field adjusting or, you know, getting into the roofing industry. This is something to transition to as an adjuster that I have never heard before. Little unorthodox. Yeah, definitely so. But, definitely so. But the times that we're in created this space. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that's so, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into that a little bit first, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna explain what this means for you as an adjuster um, going forward. If you want to pivot into something um, a little bit more, even more entrepreneurial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, day three, we went to, what we're talking about is, um, so at NACA, it's broken down into a lot of different uh, seminars and training, if you will. This particular seminar that we went to at NACA was about recreational vehicles or RVs. Right. And the new exploding opportunity, well, it's not brand new, but it's an exploding opportunity in RVs. So uh, there was two adjusters who, they have a really unconventional story about how they got in the industry. Sisters. Two sisters, yes. One was already in the industry and another sister was an educator looking to get into adjusting. Um, she got in through the help of her sister, helping her sister with claims, climbing roofs. They both worked in the field. After working in the field for a while, this adjuster, uh, what, how did she say she was? Maybe, I can't remember, but she was saying that she felt like she was getting older and she didn't know how long she was gonna be able to climb on roofs. And lo and behold comes this information about RVs, which she kind of stumbled on and wasn't trying to find. Yeah. Um, and so let me, let me just give everybody a little bit of statistics and information about this. Ownership of RVs has gone up in 2022, last year, in 2023 now, over 11 million households. 11 million households. Yes. On not 11,000. No, not 100,000. Uh-uh. But 11 million. 11 million households own RVs. Wow. Um, during the pandemic, there's quite a few people that I saw sell their homes pack up, put their whole family in an RV, and live out of RV. 
van life, RV life, we see it all around us. What are those ramifications done? It's opened up this whole new realm of inspections that need to happen. So let me hit everybody with another statistic. 90% of RV owners take three or more mini vacations annually. Wow. What does that say to you, Mr. Ely? That says that uh, one, people want to travel but can't afford to travel unless they do it unconventionally. Yes. Which means let's buy an RV. Let's invest in an RV. Mm -hmm. And we can live slash travel in this RV so we don't have to pay for any hotels. Hey, I get it. Um, Airbnb is expensive, right? Yeah. Fees is expensive. Yeah. Uh, and if you hotels have hotels are getting more expensive, definitely. And with COVID, it's not as safe. I was just about to say the safety of all of, yes. of that, yes. along with when you have children, the cost of, you know, hey, getting into Disney World is expensive in and of itself. True. So we need to pay for plane tickets. We need to pay for hotels. We got to get into these parks and all of that. Um, we haven't even really done much yet at that point. Let's get an RV. Getting an RV, it says, has given a reduction of 62% in cost for travel for a family of four. 62%. 62%. So that means if I spend a thousand mm-hmm. regularly, then I'll spend 620. That's big. What if I what if I told you you can save $380? That's big. Per trip. $380 per trip. Yeah, that's big. And no trips cost a thousand dollars. Let's get this. No, it's gonna be way over that. No, come on now. Especially if you have like a family of four, family of five, you know, you're talking three, four, five thousand dollars. Can we be real? So if 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 it's at five thousand, yeah, you take that three eighty and you multiply by five. That's fifteen hundred dollars in savings. Plus. You just ran that down real quick, didn't you? I'm a mathematician. You really, really are. (laughs) And I was going to say, like, let's be real. Things are costing a lot more now than what they ever have, right? Yes. Um, So people are changing how they live. They're changing how they vacation. And they're purchasing these RVs. And now there's a whole different avenue that's opened up. There's a big need that's opened up for RVs. So the sisters were telling us... um, Different ways that you can make money with, with RVs, okay. right? Okay, Talk so to me. there's a few different things. Cha-ching. All right, so you can become a specialist in a certain type of RV because there's different types of RVs. Yeah, that, they I, named a, a lot. They of named a lot, but it goes by classes: class A, B, C. Like, yeah, each class is a different type of RV. Fifth wheel. Yes, you got your vans. You got your actual RV buses type. So there's a, a, a lot of different classes yeah. within this RV life. Yeah, yeah. And I must say, we're talking about the actual living space of the RV. We're not talking about the power unit part of it. We're Correct. not talking about the engine. The mechanical. Yeah, we're not talking about we're that. We're not talking about this. No. We're talking about the functionality of the RV. Yep. Uh-huh. So the second is... Um, you can do consultations, be an RV educator, and do inspections of recreational vehicles for sales purposes. So, 
when someone goes to purchase an RV, mm -hmm. you can be the um, aficionado and inspect the RV for this consumer. Yes. So let me shoot everybody an example that the that was given to us. Um, let's say you live in Oregon. And you want to purchase in Oregon. Yeah. You live in Oregon. You're all the way on the West Coast. You want to purchase an RV in Illinois. Wow. But this is a huge purchase for you. But you can't afford to travel to Illinois just to see this RV. It's too expensive. You rather pay somebody that's local. Go check this out. But you need somebody that's credible, right? Correct. So you go to this database that's provided by um the NRVRA offers educational programs for uh, and certifies RV adjusters or RV uh, trainers and, and surveys, yeah, inspectors, inspectors yeah. correct. Um, you go to their website, you see, okay, this person is a certified RV specialist in this area where my RV is that I want inspected, right? Correct. You contact them, say, hey, can you go check out this RV? Give me a full report on the RV. Let me know what condition it's in and give me an estimate on the cost of it, what it would be worth. Yes. You go ahead and get that that survey from that person. They send it to you, and that may save you a trip or tell you, yes, this is a credible RV. You do need to come out here and take a look at it and go ahead and purchase it. Correct. These are the type of services that you as an adjuster can easily shift over into, especially if you have property knowledge. They need to do that for cars, right? Well, they anyway. do. Anyway. <laughs> I remember we went on a trip once on a vehicle. You remember? I, I wish they had somebody like this or we knew about it at that time so we didn't have to make that trip. Correct. But um, this is, the, I was very amazed by all of this. This um, opened my eyes yeah. to say, hey, as an adjuster, you have certain skill sets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your skill sets can transfer into another career and it could be a side hustle or it could be your pivot out of insurance adjusting into a whole nother lane. Yeah, definitely. The diversity of it is great, especially in our field, right? You could say, hey, I'm going to work hurricane season. Then in the fall, I'm going to go do RV inspections. True. You could definitely do True. that. Or like this adjuster was saying, she didn't want to climb on roofs anymore. And I know a lot of people want to get in the field of adjusting or, or work in the actual field, but they're afraid to climb a roof. Well, a roof of an RV is a lot shorter than a roof yeah. of a Home. So, tall, you know. yeah, you you could get into that instead of specifically getting on the top of a roof. I, I get the scarcity, you know, wanting to be yeah. safe yeah. versus climbing on an RV. So this is a different realm. This is a different lane. Something that we did not have any. Um, had no clue. <laughs> any information about any clue that it existed, but we've seen the class at NACA. We went to the class and we found out this great way to um, diversify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, diversify skills. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love this industry of insurance adjusting and that, that kind of signifies the, the time we had at NACA, just a lot of exploration, yes. finding out a lot of new information. The RVs wasn't the first thing that we found out about that we didn't know, but um, it was good being... <clears throat> I feel like we're on the cutting edge hearing about this RV information. And I'm glad we went to NACA and got this knowledge, to be honest yes, with you. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because it, it, okay, so let's say, for in our case, we don't want to be RV inspectors. Yeah. Or 
even adjusters that she did mention RV adjustment, not as prevalent as the inspection. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's say we didn't want to do either. Yes. But now we know RVs are a commodity that people are investing in. Yes. What yes. if we invest in an RV park? There you go. You know? That's smart. Come yeah. On. So yeah. these RVs have to sit somewhere at night or live somewhere. Mm-hmm. And this is a great way to invest, but not have to be quote unquote an inspector or an adjuster. Yeah. I I love that. Um you know, I feel like these conferences are for that, for thinking outside of the box. It might not be something exactly what you think you want at the time, but just finding out different things gives me an overall impression of um, just conferences in general as a must. Like you need to go out and explore, see new things, shake hands, meet new people, um, and find out about new opportunities. Network, network, network. Yeah. Once you network, your information goes from one level to another, and you get to become a mastermind yes. adjuster. Yeah. And you'll be able to invest in other opportunities outside of adjusting just by going to a conference and networking. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's wrap this up. Yes, sir. Day three. Day three. We're of closing out. Give me your thoughts on the NACA conference. Give me. Um, uh, what 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 the best thing you learned, and, and give me something that the NACA can approve on. Okay, all right. the 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 best thing I learned, or the the most um impactful thing, is that um the relationships. I just can't say it enough. Getting relationships with people is very powerful in this industry more than the other industries I've been a part of. So going to NACA, I met a lot of people that I've gained relationships and I can't wait to see how I can help them and we both grow together as uh, as associates in this industry. I, I can't wait to build those relationships. Um, something that NACA can work on in the future is um, I think the insurance adjusting industry as a whole, you have to be a different type of person to do this job, right? So being that different type of person kind of um, has some people that are a little bit reclusive. Adjusters, we're not known to be very friendly sometimes. Um, I think what, what NACA could work on is creating better ways for us to to talk to each other, to, to communicate, because it takes some time to get people out of their shell. And I think we were going to so many different classes and, and things that I'd love to have us somewhere to be together a little bit more cohesively in a better way. Maybe we need we can modernize it a little bit more. That would be my suggestion for the next NACA conference. I love the suggestions. Yeah. I love the trip. We yeah. had a great time in Las Vegas. We, did. we got to see some of uh, Vegas. Yes. Um, I, I'm thinking about putting out a video, guys. Just a quick snippet of everything that we got to do. Yeah. Uh, iPhone does a great job. We did a lot. (laughs) Putting all your your, uh, trip together. Yeah. So. Can I say one thing? Yes. Them roads in Vegas was so smooth. Oh, man. I just, um. You got a no appreciation. Hey. (laughs) These these potholes. Here locally in Missouri, these potholes have 
You can swallow a card. Addresses. <laughs> and they get mail and pizza deliveries. Yeah. They, and all sorts of things. Yeah, for real. Amazon truck uh, pulled down into a pothole and it was delivering. All right. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Look at me. I was looking all shocked like, for real? What kind of claim was that? <laughs> Y'all, I had a great time in Vegas. Vegas owes us nothing. We had a great time. Had a good time at NACA. Met a lot of new people. Got to meet some adjusters that we know from social. Um, and it, it was just, it was a great time of bonding. And we found out a lot of information. Um, I think we, we all got to make sure we're getting around and making our rounds in this industry. So. Yes, sir. If you are inquiring about being an insurance adjuster, mm -hmm. where should one go? to get the knowledge to become an insurance adjuster. Oh, to become an adjuster? Yes. Uh, I'm telling everybody to go where we went, right? Uh-huh. Go to adjusterpro.com. Adjusterpro.com. I think they do the best job. They'll tell you which state mm -hmm. you should get your license in. If you're not in a, a state that uh, has a home license, uh, if you are in a state that has a home license, you'll get that license. Um, use the code SD2022. And let me tell you all about Adjuster Pro. The licensing situation is confusing. Adjuster Pro makes it real easy. They also have if a reciprocity have map. It's just... If you have any questions, yeah. you can contact them. They will answer your questions immediately. They will. Guys. Phone, email, all of that. Adjuster Pro is the... Adjuster Pro is it. Use my code if you go SD2022 and you can use it on all the training and all the different courses there. If you need help mm -hmm. navigating this adjuster uh, journey, so that you created a book, a map, a Bible, a blueprint, right? A blueprint. I, I did that. For I did that because getting in this industry, um, it was very confusing for me. And I feel like if I had somebody to really tell me, "Hey, look, this is exactly what you need to do. You want to get in this? Come on, this is what you do." So I created that for people so they have a blueprint of what to do. You can hit the ground running, really get through it. Go to 100kadjuster.com. On the piggyback onto that, I made it to where when you get in this industry, you're going to have to get training, right? Correct. You're going to need to know what to do. They're going to expect you to really get in here and get these claims closed. I help you with that. We have an academy called the 100K Academy. Go look into it. It's subscription-based. $35 a month. I don't know anybody doing this how we're doing it. I don't, Mr. Ely. I don't. I don't. Not only I don't. do we not know anyone who does it, yeah. this will help you keep your deployment. Mm -hmm. It will help you build upon your skills as an adjuster, and you will be light years ahead of those who are not in the academy. Yeah. And that means you'll be more employable. Yeah, and you'll stay on these deployments longer. You'll make more money. So I can't wait to um, the next conference, Mr. Elite. We'll have to keep everybody informed about where we go next, right? We will be going somewhere very soon. Yes, I, I agree. guarantee that. Got to keep networking. Got to keep grinding. Um, Y'all, we'll see y'all next time on uh, season adjust, two. Adjust your way to 100K. <laughs> I love that. And we're about to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, make sure you, you share this episode with anybody just looking to network and really get in this career and uh, knock the doors off the hinges, right? <laughs> See y'all next time. Thank you for tuning in. Adjust your way to 100K. You have a great day.
If you're interested in getting into this lucrative career, make sure you go to adjusterpro.com. That's where I went. Use my code SD2022 to save 10%. Now, if you want to get into this industry and utilize the best strategy to grow your career, you know where to go. 100kadjuster.com. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Talk to you next week.